Welcome to Innovations in Leadership, a Success League radio production. This is a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are designing and implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by the Success League, a consulting and training firm focused on developing customer success programs that drive revenue. My name is Kristen Heyer, and I'm the host of Innovations in Leadership and the founder and CEO of the Success League. And I always love talking with other female CEOs. So today I'm delighted to welcome Swati Garg, who is the founder and CEO of Milo Associates to the podcast. We're going to be talking about when and how to hire internally versus when to consider bringing external candidates onto your team. So Swati, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. So first, tell me about your career path. How did you land in recruiting? So it's quite a wind. I have my undergraduate degree in communication and psychology and a business minor with a master's in human resources. I grew up in HR, organization development and training. And, you know, at one point, I just wasn't happy on where I was growing. A lot of people said I should, you know, dig into recruiting or try it. I wasn't really sure, but I had a point where I was like, I don't know what else to do. So I should, I should just go try recruiting. And I, I joined an agency and did HR executive recruiting and I absolutely loved it. Funny enough, I, you know, thought I actually wasn't good at sales. I wasn't really good at sales at the agency. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to go back in house. I'm going to go and join like a new industry. And I was so curious about tech and recruiting and wanted to dig in there. So I started networking every day and then I, I got um, a project and I got my first client like a month out and it was insane. I was like, wow, it was so cool to like be able to represent yourself and get a shot within the tech community. And after that, I got another project from my best friend who was like, hey, we need help in IT. Do you want to help us out? And I was like, yes. So, you know, after interviewing for six months and I wasn't getting the feedback or the roles that I wanted because I didn't have a ton of tech experience at the time. But I knew I was really good and I knew I could really learn industries. You know, instead of continuously looking for jobs, I went from part-time freelancing to full-time freelancing. And that's kind of how I ended up starting Milo Associates. It was kind of, you know, gross accidental, but it was the best thing in the world. Yeah. Now, how long have you been running? Seven years now. Wow. Congratulations. I mean, they say if you can make it past the first year, you've made it. And so <laughs> I I think I'm, I'm at year eight, you're at year seven. I think we can congratulate ourselves a little bit on this. So this is pretty cool. What made you decide to focus your organization on the field of customer success? Actually, so the first year I did everything. I did sales, I did marketing, I did engineers, I did developers. You know, and I was getting a lot of feedback from people that are more experienced than me in the space. And they're like, Swathi, you need to specialize. But I didn't know what to specialize in. And I was like, I like doing it all. And it was, you know, I I just, I couldn't figure it out. And so a year in, I was actually referred to a new client and uh, they were my first customer success client. So it was pretty amazing. He was a new executive and he wanted to work with a small shop. And I was a small shop and he was very willing to teach me customer success and client success as he was building out his team. And I was really willing to learn and really curious about what this new space was. And I loved it. 
Um, I really understood the business value behind it. I loved the nature of, you know, being technical and being relationship driven. And I had a really good teacher. I ended up working with him for, gosh, over four years and building out most of his team. And it was such a good experience. But after working with him on a couple of hires, I was like, this is what I want to specialize in. I saw the need. I saw the growth. I understood why it was really important to the business. And I could just see it continuously growing. At that time, a lot of people didn't know what CS was. So it was like, I'm focusing in CS and I had to educate and explain a lot. But, you know, I took a leap of faith and I think it worked out really well because a few years later, I mean, the growth of the function has, you know, blew up. And I was just really glad that I used my intuition. Well, yeah. I mean, if you started seven years ago, seven years ago, I was still explaining to CEOs what customer success even was at the time. That was back when this was not as established as it is today, I think. And so it's exciting that you had that intuition and chose this path because it's only gotten more interesting, I think. I completely agree. I mean, the roles are changing. Um, I mean, we're specializing more, we're segmenting more. All of that has made recruiting so much more interesting. And I think thing it's like, it's made me want to stay and grow and expand specifically about hiring from inside of your organization, which I know a lot of teams do, versus hiring somebody from the outside. So just to kind of kick this off, why do you think this is an important conversation for us to have and for companies to have? I think this is incredibly important. I mean, as much as I love hiring and my team loves hiring, it's really important to ensure that everyone on the team is successful. It's important that the right people are growing internally and external hires are made when it makes sense and when they're actually adding value to the team and they're not duplicating a skill set that already was. So, I mean, our goal is really to make sure everyone is successful, our clients are successful, and I think it's really important to ensure that we're hiring externally when it makes sense and it's going to grow the company overall. Absolutely. Um, So what do you see as the pros and cons of making internal hires? So the pros are they already understand the team, how things get done, the product, but the cons could be they just don't have the experience to grow and scale the team of where it needs to go. A lot of things are focused on what they already have. But I think when hires are made, it's really important to see where the team needs to go and like if the skills are there for that future growth. Yeah, I think especially when companies are going from that early stage startup phase into the growth and scaling phase of the organization, those same people may not be able to make that leap or may not have the skills to make that leap right away. They may need to develop some. On the flip side, what do you see as the pros and cons of bringing in external talent? That's a great question. I mean, the pros I feel like are really that they have a new perspective and can really take their previous experience and take the company to the next level, right? But the cons are that there is, you know, a pretty big learning curve, probably in the product, how things get done internally. And this is just a caveat, but if the hiring process isn't effectively managed, you know, they may not be the right fit. And that's why it's really important to have a really strong hiring process to make sure that if you are hiring externally, that, you know, it's the right person. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. We just did um, a repeat of a study that we did about four years ago on what CSMs are bringing to the table today. And I think it highlights that domain expertise is such a critical piece of what people are bringing to the table. It's about 40% of the skills and strengths that they're bringing. 
they have the domain expertise externally, you could bring in that external hire and they probably wouldn't take as long to ramp up. But internally, they have it already. So there's a a kind of give and take around the domain expertise there. You know, if you're thinking about this from a candidate's perspective, when should they be looking for internal opportunities versus looking outside of the organization to drive their career forward? So that's a great question. I mean, I think it's all about having an open conversation both ways, right? So the employee should be asking for feedback internally. They should be, you know, taking an initiative, showing how they want to grow their career forward and have an open dialogue about that. You know, if there aren't growth opportunities internally or, you know, there's misalignment on goals, I think that might be a time when it makes sense to look externally. But I think having that open dialogue first is really important. What would your coaching be for a candidate where they just don't get that internal coaching on a regular basis from their manager? Would you suggest that they ask for that or what would you suggest they do? So I would recommend that they actually do ask for that. Like it's incredibly important that they ask for um, what they need to ensure that they know the skills they need to kind of grow to that next level. It is like their responsibility to grow their career forward. Um, and it, it should always be you know, your own responsibility to grow that forward and ask for what you need, right? Because if you do ask, you know, more than likely, they'll figure out a way to give it to you. Yeah. And I, I think just to encourage leaders too, you know, sometimes I talk to leaders and they're like, oh, I don't want to have a career conversation because then they're going to want a promotion and, and I don't have the money to give them a promotion right now. And I, I would just encourage leaders to just have that conversation because whether or not you have it, it's in the employee's head that they need to grow their career. So you're better off knowing what they're thinking about, I think, than not. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Things are, may not be said, but they're thinking about it for sure. Yeah. What are ways that leaders can make sure that team members that they are considering for promotion are truly ready to be promoted? I think it's really important to like identify the skills needed for that next role and like assess them on it. In addition, have a dialogue with them, see where they want to grow with their career, what promotion actually means. And see if they feel like they're ready for the next step as well. I think promotion and growth is really a mutual conversation. Yeah, I met with one of our clients yesterday. They take a really interesting approach when they first hire somebody. They go through this sheet that they have where it talks about promotion versus merit pay increase versus variable comp. And I thought it was so interesting the way that they present that because what they were running into before they developed this sheet was that people wanted just constant promotions, but they really only wanted promotions because they needed more money, not necessarily because they wanted to take on more responsibility. And so this was the tool that they used to kind of explain that there's multiple different ways for you to make more money that are outside of getting a promotion where you have more responsibility as well. And I thought that was a really interesting way to think about it. Yeah, I abs- I love that. I absolutely love that. I think that... I wish more companies did that. <laughs> yeah, gosh. I mean, I, I think that like we say all of these things and we have a conversation, but the breakdown of that, I think that that's really well done. So, and that kind of leads, I guess, to my next question, which is if there's a leader who wants... If, if they have someone who wants to move their career forward, but they don't think that person is ready for a promotion yet, 
what are some things that they can do to keep that team member motivated and learning so that they don't lose them? Kind of going back to what I was saying, I think it's really important to assess the skills needed for the next role and then help them get it, right? So give them added responsibilities that'll help them gain the skills to kind of get to the next step. And it'll also give them kind of like a sneak peek of what that next role looks like, what that promotion looks like, what that growth looks like, and gives them more context. And that'll help them decide where they actually want to take their career, right? Because sometimes it feels like there's only one way to move forward, but there's multiple ways to move your career forward. Yeah, it's so important. And I think... Sometimes people know they need to learn something, but they're not sure how to learn it. And, you know, if you're a leader, you can have a few maybe exercises or books or resources in your back pocket that you can give people to learn certain skill sets so that they can move things forward. And and that can be really helpful because, you know, you don't always know what you don't know. And I think especially for team members who are maybe younger in their careers, they don't really know about all those resources that are out there for them. I think one of the great things in CS, and you, I know you know this, is there's so many great free resources out there for learning about the field. I think leaders can kind of just point people in some good directions, even if they don't have a huge budget. Yeah, I completely agree. I think with so many people transitioning to CS right now, especially, I mean, the amount of resources that are growing in the space, I mean, it's, it's, exponential right now. Yeah. I think back to when I started podcasting and it was probably what, five or six years ago now. And I think it was like us and maybe two other people who were podcasting in our field in CS. And now it's just exploded. And there's so many podcasts and there's so many blogs and you can learn at all different levels, I think in the field. So it's, it's really a neat time to be a part of our, our industry. Um, So when companies are looking to fill more like a leadership role rather than a frontline position, does that change your framework on how you look at whether to hire internally or externally? So, I mean, I don't think so, right? I think at the end of the day, it all boils down to skill set. I think the one thing I would say is like for frontline workers, there's more wiggle room, right? There's more on-the-job training. You can learn from coworkers. You have more time for a learning curve, Right. But for leadership roles, I mean, there are definitely things that they need to come with so they can lead and manage the team, you know, from the onset. I would say that's probably the only difference. But I mean, I think essentially, like I was saying, it all boils down to skill set and, you know, what you have internally versus what you need externally to add value. Yeah. What are the biggest mistakes that you've seen companies make when it comes to hiring internally or externally? So internally, like I know, you know, we've heard this before for sure, but like, you know, making the most senior person, the manager or, um, you know, they don't always want to be the manager. Right. But it, it, it just always kind of feels like, oh, that's maybe the makes the most sense or realizing that, you know, they also need training just because they've been promoted internally doesn't mean that they shouldn't get the same training that maybe an external hire would, right? Because they're going to be perceived differently. They have different responsibilities. And even though they're, you know, kind of coming to this new promotion with a leg up, they still need that training. I think that's really important for the internal one. And for externally, you know, I think, you know, some mistakes are people, you know, hiring who you know, or maybe who you get along with the best. 
But I think it's still really important to look at skill set on top of, you know, obviously company fit, team fit, all of that. But, you know, the skill set should be number one because you want to focus on where the company's growing next. And that should be the number one priority. I agree. I have seen a lot of companies go for their referrals and friends and family. And it's, it is not always uh, the best. And I think, well, it's always fun to go get a beer with somebody. That's not 99% of your day. So you still have to work with them. They still have to do a good job. And, you know, culture fit is not friendliness. It is culture fit. And I think companies kind of mistake those two things for each other. Like you want people who are friendly, but culture fit is much broader than that. I think it's, you know, are they comfortable working at the same pace as other people? Are they comfortable with the same kind of work style? It's so much broader than just, do you want to go get a beer with them? And yeah, and I think companies kind of forget that sometimes. So I appreciate you bringing that up. (laughs) Yeah, and I appreciate that. I completely agree. I mean, I think values is so important, right? Caring for values and making sure that the organization, well, one, the organization's align on values, but you're also caring for values. And I think everything, everything else kind of aligns itself. Yeah. Yeah. What one piece of advice would you give to a CS leader who's trying to hire the right people for their team and they're not sure which way to go, internal or external? I think focus on where the team needs to go, right? Then assess skill set to see if someone on the team has it internally or if you do need to go externally, right? I think, you know, it all does go down to skill set and also like your strategy and growth for the company and making sure that you're hiring for now, but also the future. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Swathi, last question. This is the one where you get a chance to offer it a little bit. What do you see as the biggest trend in CS right now and why? So, I mean, really just coming off from some of these amazing conferences that I've recently been to, I think what I keep seeing again and again is how to use AI to be more effective in this economy, right? So this year has been extremely tough, um, especially in tech and, you know, companies have less resources, but whether it's digital success or using tools for internal efficiencies, how to use AI is the biggest CS trend right now. And it's how to use it well. And not just use it, like use it to use it. So I would definitely say how to use AI effectively in this economy, I'm seeing as the biggest trend. What is the biggest piece of advice that you've heard on how to use it well? I think really understanding like what do you actually need to automate? What is going to be effective if you automate it? And is it really going to help your team? I think, you know, there are so many tools out there right now. So I think making sure that you're not just automating things because there is a tool, but making sure that this type of automation is actually going to help your team save time, save energy versus just, you know, getting a tool, even if it's free. I mean, you still have to take time to learn it and train on it and implement it. So it's not only cost, but it's also time. And so just making sure that whatever you are automating makes sense for your organization and your team. And it actually is saving them time and energy versus just another tool that they have to use. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Swathi, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for sharing your perspective on hiring internally versus externally for customer success roles. If someone wanted to connect with you directly, what's the best way for them to reach out? Um, LinkedIn is great. I'm on there all- okay. every day or feel free to email me directly at swathi at milosociates.com. 
And you know, I'd love to connect and, and set up a call and learn more. Swathi, thank you again for being a part of the podcast today. I also want to thank our producer, Russell Bourne, and our audio experts at Araform Audio. This podcast is a production of Success League Radio. To learn more about the Success League's consulting and training offerings, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io. For more great customer success content, follow the Success League on LinkedIn. You can subscribe to Success League Radio on Apple, Google, Amazon, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. 